Welcome to the Mothers You Know podcast. Thank you for being here. This is a place where we as women remember the spirit God gave us. We know how much we matter and we believe all things are possible to them that believe on this Savior Jesus Christ. Here at Mothers Who Know, we support the parents of young men in the Sons of Helaman and young women in the Daughters of Light programs at Life Changing Services. These programs provide therapeutic and mentoring services for youth struggling with depression, anxiety, self-harm, pornography, and any other unwanted or difficult behaviors. We offer parent support, training, and resources for mothers and fathers seeking the best way to support their loved one. Any mother is welcome to join in the Mothers Who Know classes support and training. You do not need to have a child in life-changing services to join in. We hope you'll join us. I am Karen Broadhead. I serve as the director of Mothers You Know, and I serve as the parent support specialist at life-changing services. I invite you to join with me and other mothers from across the country in our Warrior Mothers Who Know online support and training group held every Tuesday at 10.30 a.m. Mountain Time. If you have a child struggling with pornography, depression, anxiety, or other difficult behaviors, you will find a safe and uplifting place to learn from other moms and learn principles and strategies to best support your loved one. Please go to motherswhoknow.org to find the online meeting details. We talk about difficult things here with the intent to shine light in dark corners and to eliminate isolation and shame. We are mothers with warrior hearts who are raising the warriors of this generation. We know we must learn to fight well for ourselves first. Then we can confidently support and cheer on our loved ones in the best ways. Good morning. We are so grateful that you're here. Thank you so much for being here for our Stay by the Tree messages of hope from moms. We have such a neat thing in store for you today, but I just want to introduce myself and just express my gratitude for you taking your time to be here today. We're so grateful that you're here. I'm Karen Broadhead. I'm the director of Mothers Who Know and the parent support specialist for life-changing services. And I'm excited that you're here. If you haven't been here before, because BJ is going to tell you a little bit more about life-changing services and mothers who know, but I just want you to hear our awesome motto and our awesome theme for mothers who know before we get started. We just love the motto of stay by the tree. It's such a great reminder that no matter what's going on, where we want to be is where we can feel the Savior's love so that we can be available to support his work as mothers. Because boy, are we important in that role. And so our motto at Mothers You Know is stay by the tree. And then our theme is the scriptures found in 2 Timothy 1.7. And it is such a great reminder of the of what kind of spirit God gave us. And that often the, the situations we face as moms are bring us to a place of fear and uncertainty, but to remember that that's not where we need to stay because the spirit God gave us isn't fear. 
So yeah, that scripture is God did not give us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. So thank you again for being here. I'm so grateful for BJ and for her assistance in our meeting. I'm going to turn the time over to her for some great information for you and, and to get us started into our presenter today. All right, BJ. Thanks so much, Karen. And just thanks for your good heart. You know, one of Karen's special gift is to point women to the savior. And you'll just find that at the heart of what she, what she does, everything she does. So thanks so much. We just wanted to give a a little bit of information and just welcome you just welcome all of you moms. We know that there's just lots of good that's happening in your lives and something just real things. We decided to have this three women who are moms and just have a, a mom to mom, heart to heart, stay by the tree series this time. And we're just really excited to have that. This series is sponsored by Life-Changing Services and Mothers Who Know. And in case you don't know, Life-Changing Services is this awesome team of professionals and therapists that they really are just striving to provide gospel-centered training and healing and offer so much support to families. So you can go to lifechangingservices.org to find out a little bit more about the services and support that they offer. And then also mothers who know is we love this. This is us. This is an online faith-filled gathering place for women who are just wanting to joyfully support their self and their loved ones as we're navigating just challenges. And we just have a lot of strength when we gather. And so it's a powerful place to find connection and support and training And we love the word hope because there is so much hope, especially at anything that's Christ-centered. And so we offer a variety of classes and support groups and so much more, but most of the resources that we provide are free and we're so grateful to be able to do that. One of our favorite resources to share is this mom power training. And what it is, is it's a free eight-week self-guided online training that you can just listen to with these weekly live mini classes that are on Zoom. They're Tuesday mornings at 9 a.m. We just barely finished one of those trainings. And Karen leads those um, trainings. She teaches those lessons that you can just listen to when it's convenient for you. You're just welcome to join us for those live things. So we wanted to let you know about those and then also that our next session starts in January. So it'll be a great time to start something new January 4th. You can register for that, just a 30 second registration, and then they'll send you all the information. You can find out and register or find out more and then register at mompowertraining.org. And this, we invite you to just join with us, just a simple registration. And then we'd love for you to have that and share that with you. We wanted to share just a little bit about the name of this series. Karen told us just a little bit about that and stay by the tree where we came up with that. It's you guys know about the scriptural account of the prophet Lehi and just how as a beloved parent and prophet, he had this, this vision and the vision just beautifully depicts this place for us to stand while we beckon to our loved ones on their journey that the best place we can stand is next to the savior. And so we watch Lehi as he he beckons, he invites, he speaks with all the feelings of a tender parent, but he never leaves the tree. You notice he stays there even as he's watching lots of 
turmoil and hard things, and he doesn't force others to him or go put their hand on the rod. So we just found and love the the, mess, the sweet message that the gospel brings that standing safely by the Savior and partaking of the fruits that he so generously extends is just the best place for us to feel peace and hope. And that can happen right in the middle of heart. We love that. We love that stay by the tree saying so. All right, gal. So today we have my, my sweet neighbor and friend, Jessica Halls. Oh gosh, I just adore this lady. She's been just one of the ways that I know Christ is in my corner and just has been just a wonderful confidant and trusted friend. And so she was so kind and generous to come today. She is going to share a message that just that life is beautiful, even the messy and unexpected. Well, good, because we can all relate to, (laughs) to that, right? I just wanted to share a couple of things about her to help you get to know her before we start. She grew up in Texas and she now lives right on my street in Morgan, Utah with her good husband, Dave, and they have six really awesome children. Jessica has this neat gift for adding humor to any situation, even like really hard ones. She, let me just, I want to just share just a tiny little thing. There's one time when something really hard was happening with her family and in her life. And it was kind of displayed all through the neighborhood and community. Like we were all in on it. Sometimes that happens when we have hard things. (laughs) And she, we were up at a flag football game and she just kind of announced, Hey, like some people, like, why do some people hards go like under the radar? And the halls like have a billboard with flashing lights. So the whole world can (laughs) see. And I just love how she just meets some of these hard things with humor. And one thing I love about Jess is she has this unique, happy laugh that is just recognized across a room that that just immediately brightens everything. I just love that about her. And she also loves to run and travel and read and write. And one thing I've noticed about her is just when life turns upside down, she turns to heaven and she has this determined love for and confidence in Christ. And she can often be seen, just seen and heard pointing others to him. Jessica battles with an immune disease called Guillain-Barre. And I just, like all of you, you know, that's something that had a profound influence on her and that she's used the savior to kind of help her go through that. And also she's met head to head with some of the real stretches of parenting. And so others are drawn to her because they know they won't be judged. And they also know they can trust her with tender feelings and difficult situations. So Jess, I know you don't like people chatting and telling all about you, but I just, thanks for your good heart. Thanks for being you. And thanks for for sharing with us today. With that, I'm going to go ahead and just hand it over to Jess and let her just share a little bit about some of the experiences she's been thinking of and things maybe that she's learned or just wanted to share today. And then when Jessica is finished, we're just going to have a little bit of time where we can ask some questions or maybe share some things that we've heard or listened. So, so we'll just go with Jess. Okay, Jess, I love you, girl. Thanks for being here with us. 
I love you, BJ. Um, sorry, she's already got me kind of emotional, but I just want you um, to know she is like my beautiful friend. We have faced some hard and difficult things together, and she's been a true vault and kind of a protector of my personal struggles. But today she did ask me to come and meet with you guys. And first of all, I would like to meet that lady that she just described because <laughs> I don't feel like that's me at all. I just feel like I'm just somebody who is just trying so hard every single day and failing and getting back up and trying again and doing my best. And I'm not I'm just a normal person living a very, very normal life and it's not a perfect life. And I actually like one of the things like, you know, BJ did mention, I, I felt like we got the billboard. We live in a small town. And so, you know, everybody knows everything about everybody. And, but I'm actually grateful for that black eye because sometimes we feel like we have to like present ourselves a certain way. Well, no longer do I need to do that. I can just be me because guess what? Everybody already knows everything. And so there's nothing to hide. <laughs> so I'm just going to just share some of the things that I've gained through. We've been kind of going through our journey for five years. I wish I could tell you that I had this perfect ending and I could give you the resolution, but I'm still living my journey and I'm still writing my story and it's still in the progress. And so I'm going to just kind of just share a little bit about that. But at the beginning of my um, journey, like, you know, just like most of you, I didn't really know where to go. So it's kind of great that you guys have a, this group of women that you can kind of come and share with and just be raw with and get maybe glean some things from each other. But I didn't really know where to go. And it was all coming at me at such a rapid pace. And so I just started like reaching out to really close friends and you know, spiritual leaders, like I would go to many of my state presidents, old and new, just to kind of see if they would meet with me and just give me answers. I was kind of clawing for lots of places to try to understand what was happening in my life. But one of the places that I also went to is I love reading biographies. And I think I love reading biographies because it's it's a legal way of stalking people <laughs> anyway, but I love like people's lives. I love to get into the core of people's lives and kind of just also because I love to watch people like their journey, like from where they were to where they ended and like, and to see kind of the progress of maybe people making changes along the way and becoming something and different than what um, they started out being. And it kind of gave me hope, you know, to see some of these stories that were kind of tragic to end to see the ending of this story and I would be like okay we're just at the very beginning of writing our own story and the greatest books of all time have a lot of conflict and have drama and but we like to see the ending and I can't wait to see my ending like I and it might not be this lifetime but I, it might be on the other side but I'm excited to write the last chapters anyway but one of the books that I got like I picked up and you're gonna say how does that have anything to do with anything we're talking about but I picked up the Wright Brothers book and I was reading like the story of the, the how they built the bi the biplane and how aviation came about but one of it was talking about this other aviator that was inventing a plane at the same time as the 
the Wright brothers and his name was Samuel Langley. But a lot of times he would get a, a plane together and then it would crash. And then he would build another one and it would crash again. <laughs> and one time Wilbur Wright was at a conference and one of the reporters came up and he said, why is it that Samuel Langley's planes keep crashing? You know, what do you think it is? And, and he said, well, they've never been tested in the wind. And the quote that I loved out of that was Wilbur said, the wind usually blows. Well, after I read that, I was like, you know, I have to be tested in the wind. It's where Heavenly Father modifies me and he rebuilds and restructures and, and he helps me to become more of a refined plane so that I can take flight exactly the way that he wanted me to take flight and that he want, really wants me to soar. And it, but there is some things in, in me that I had to learn and I had to have changed and I had to have a different perspective. And, and that comes through things that we don't always, but I, when I study the scriptures, like I love people like Nephi and I love people like Enoch and I love people like Lehi and I, I love all these magnificent leaders. But when you read their nitty gritty story, it's kind of ugly, you know, like we, I love that even the first part of the Book of Mormon starts out kind of with this dysfunctional family. I mean, they, they have internal fighting, they've got brothers trying to kill one another, you know, I mean, it, it's not a story of a perfect family. And I love the fact that it's at the very beginning of the Book of Mormon, because we read those chapters over and over and over again, right? I mean, I don't know how many times I've read First Nephi, but I haven't read maybe Mormon or Moroni as often, but I read those. And I think it's a great reminder just at the very beginning of the Book of Mormon that families are messy and they, uh, they're, they're not just this perfect scripted story. It isn't. It's not perfect. Well, my family isn't either, you guys. My family is a living family. Sorry, I will get emotional. I will. <laughs> because pain is pain, right? And as much as we have grown and developed, it's still there, you know, and I still have moments of of sadness. And as I was going through some journals and stuff, it kind of brought up some of those tender days of like where we have begun. So I'm going to share that with you. I'm going to try to be um, real with you guys as much as I feel I can divulge because it, I also am divulging a story of a real human being who is in the process of still becoming and he is redeemable. And I don't want to like paint the wrong kind of picture for him as he's trying to overcome his past and and overcome still his journey. He's on a journey. So that is my son. And you probably saw him in the picture. He's the really tall one in the back. I don't know where he got his height because me and my husband are definitely not tall, <laughs> but he is a wonderful young man and his whole life. He really has been just a wonderful young man, but he struggled with self-esteem and he struggled with feeling where he could fit. And we tried so many ways to kind of help him find a place that he belonged and so I always like realize that in these journeys with people um, as with even ourselves 
we we need to be careful on judging because we don't know where they came from the situations they encountered the the hardships that they were feeling the the self-esteem that they were struggling with the the weaknesses that were god-given that they're trying to battle and overcome so I just love this kid so much. I really do. I love him with all my heart. Have I sometimes wanted to seriously hurt him? Yes, I have. But I have learned that he has given me the greatest gift of trying, of seeing from a more godly perspective and, and also watching somebody become, become what they can become through a series of hard things, but also beautiful things. And anyway, so about five years ago, we were in the midst of so much. My mother-in-law had just been diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. My mother had been diagnosed with leukemia. My son was about to leave on a mission to Chihuahua, Mexico, and we just had so much going on. Plus, I have five other children. <laughs> so it's like, I have lots of people to like balance and like um, go uh, like try to accommodate and anyway my son was just getting ready and we were getting him all prepared and dealing with the fact that my mother-in-law right down the street she just lived a couple houses down was um, going through this battle of her you know for her life and so there was tons of family here too and anyway we got geared out on his mission and everything was kind of going that way and I was like okay I can put that one to rest and now we'll just focus on the other things that are at hand and we were going along and two weeks later I get a phone call from my husband and I'm sorry you guys <laughs> I am a baby but I got a phone call just saying, can you come home right now? I was picking up a bunch of kids uh, from activities and I said, you bet, you know? So I, I went, went home and I, my husband has an office down in our basement and I, I ran down the stairs and I went in there and my husband was just flushed and tears were just streaming down his face. And I just said, what is wrong? Like, what's going on? Like, I thought, was it his mom? Was it my mom? You know, I didn't even think about my son. And he said, Garrett's coming home. Garrett will be home on Saturday. And I know that maybe to you guys, I don't know everybody's story. And I've realized that my story is pretty small compared to some stories that people are facing. And so, but it was my heart. And I... I, I fell to the ground. I, I felt like I didn't have any bones left inside me. I felt like of a heap of pile. And I was like, why is he coming home? And obviously there was a, a string of things that he hadn't cleared up. And he had a lot of things that he needed to fix before he just a lot of things that he was going to have to come and kind of compensate for and work out. So I... I heard his voice on the other end. They let me talk to him. And the words that just were prompted to me was just tell him you love him. And that was really hard for me to say because at that moment I was very disappointed. And I felt a lot of pain at that moment. And but I just said, okay, I love you. And as a family, we'll get through this. We'll we'll, we'll figure this out. Well. I had a few days to think about this and I was just like, you know, in young women's growing up, they always said, if you read your scriptures, you say your prayers, you know, you, you are, you know, you stay 
worthy, you um, get married in the temple, you marry your return missionary, you know, and then later on, it's like you pay your tithing, you go to the temple, like you, you know, you do all these things that, and I just thought, you know, wow, that would be the formula for no, no, no problems in life, right? And so I, well, guess what? It's a great formula to help you to get through the struggles, but it doesn't, you know, prevent us from having adversity because the plan is to allow agency and choice. And some of that, sometimes we get thrown in the midst of that and other people's agency and choice. So as I thought about all of this and how I was going to handle this situation, I just, I thought, you know what, we got this, you know, we're just going to read some scriptures and we're going to have, you know, church music going and we're going to like, we're going to um, have conference talks and we're just going to, we're going to nail this, you know, just within a few weeks, we're going to have this all wrapped up. Five years later, we're still going, you guys. So <laughs> it's like, so, um, well, when I realized that it got uglier, <laughs> he came home and it got really, really ugly. I um, got phone calls after phone calls of just him kind of tanking down. My husband calls it kind of like if you look at a manhole, <laughs> you know, like he just was like diving into that manhole head first and we couldn't stop him. And I was praying my guts out and I was pleading. And there were nights I paced the floor the whole night through because I didn't know where he was. And I didn't know how to find him. And I didn't know what to do. I'm just this simple mom, right? I'm just a simple mom. <laughs> and I, I don't have all the answers. And I, I prayed a ton, but I have to be honest with all of you. I, I got to a very low depression. <laughs> I, I lost a lot of hope. I just could see all the destruction that was happening to my family. There was this heaviness. It was as if like being of darkness was just over us that was suppressing our home and I couldn't get out from underneath it. And I, couldn't find light and I couldn't find hope and I couldn't find joy. And there was even a time my husband was gone because he travels for um, his, his business that we have. He was gone and I couldn't even get out of bed. I felt like I was cemented to that to that bed. It was like I, I would try to lift my legs and I couldn't. And I lost so much weight. I would look in the mirror and I couldn't even recognize who I was anymore. I just was losing a sense of myself. I Here I felt like I had been so full of life and full of joy and full of hope, you know, and now I couldn't even find it anywhere I was looking. And even at this point, BJ showed up at my house and another mom came to my house and one sat there in my bed next to me just typing away because she worked and online and she just typed away while I just laid there and BJ sat there and just tried to like just be my friend you know not really even offer maybe so much advice but just just to love me and just to be there for me and I just was losing myself <laughs> losing 
everything that I believed in and everything I just like couldn't find any light. And I prayed and I prayed and I fasted and I went to the temple and I wish I could tell you it was just like this overnight success. It just wasn't, but I kept praying and kept pleading and kept praying. And I just said, Heavenly Father, help me find my happy again. Help me to find joy, even though it's not perfect. I, I need to be able to find um, some type of something to hold on to that hope. So I, that around that time, it was when President Nelson gave us the challenge to read the Book of Mormon. And I was already almost done with the Book of Mormon, but my daughter, who was just two years behind my son, she said, Mom, no, the challenge is to read the Book of Mormon. So you need to start over on the Book of Mormon. So I was like, okay, I'll like start over. But I, I was finishing the other one and I started the, a new new a new book. But this time I wanted to specifically focus on the atonement of Jesus Christ. As I was reading, every chapter I came to was about mercy and redemption and the you know like the love of God and change and and I even saw all these like completely wicked people who were really really wicked and my my son was just being not like naughty and doing like some bad things but he wasn't murdering and he wasn't doing all of these things but yet all these other people were getting second chances, even these people that were doing things that were pretty horrible, you know, and I just started to fall in love with all of that, just all of that joy about redemption and just the hope that we do, we do have an opportunity for change and we do have an opportunity to become something better, even if we have strayed and fallen off that path. And I started to realize that was the whole purpose of the plan of salvation. The whole plan of salvation was not for us to do it perfectly, but it was that he knew that a lot of us, you know, were going to make errors and kind of find wrong turns and twists along the way. But the whole point of it was that we were going to be able to be redeemable and that we were going to be we are not were we are <laughs> entitled to all those blessings of the atonement and there we put bookends on the atonement we put limitations but the savior does not put limitations on the atonement it is an infinite atonement and at any point when we see the light for ourselves we have the opportunity to come back and be embraced back into the Savior's arms. And as I studied that, I found so much joy. And there was a day that I was standing in the yard and my situation was not good. It was still not beautiful. And there was still no like happily ever after ending. And there was still a lot of messy going on. And my son was still not like active in the church. And, and guess what? He's still not active in the church. He's not. He doesn't. He loves God. He loves, you know, some of the doctrinal things, but he has some things that he's struggling through and he's trying to figure out. And that's part of his journey to the Savior. And all of us have a journey to the Savior and it all looks different. Some people have to 
I feel like my son has to touch everything. Like he just has to kind of, and he has to get burnt a lot, you know, and, but that's part of his process of gaining knowledge. And that's part of his process of going, finding his way to the savior. And I, like, for me, I can just say, that's going to burn you. <laughs> Why would you touch that? <laughs> but, but that's not his way. It's in the, and it's okay. It's all right. But I was standing in the yard and I still had all this ugly mess going on around me but I felt all of a sudden just this <laughs> feeling of just warmth and just this surmountable amount of joy and happiness that I knew was not coming for me because I did not feel happy and I could not find joy and I couldn't see anything beautiful coming out of this story but Heavenly Father gave me this like gift of joy that day. And it was years after this thing, you know, occurred. But since then, I have been able to see from a different perspective. It's kind of like the blind man. And I recently shared this with our ward, but it's kind of like the blind man. He wanted to be healed of sight. And so the Savior goes and he has he goes in the dirt and he spits in the dirt and he makes clay and he coats the eyes of the blind man and then the blind man goes and washes and he can see. And I all of a sudden had this aha moment that all the muddy, yucky experiences that I have gone through, I have been able to see the Savior so differently. And I have been able to see more clearly from a godlike perspective and i've been able to have my eyes open to really what it means to love unconditionally and i have had to learn so much because like i'm not a perfect person and i have had to go through a process of having to learn to love and love unconditionally and to love where maybe things weren't still perfect and when my son is still not making choices that I would always love and you know cheer for but I have learned to love him and instead of just focusing all the time about um, what he's doing that I don't like I try really hard to just point out to him all the things that I'm proud of all the things that he's doing so well, because really he is doing a thousand and one things that are wonderful and good. And maybe there's a few things that we need to maybe fix, but guess what? I have a few things that I need to fix as well, right? And Heavenly Father's been so patient with me as I have grown and developed and become something better than I was when I was around his age too. And so I just think, Heavenly Father, thank you for this gift. Thank you for this gift, for being able to see people as they become everything that our Savior knows them to become. And I'm so grateful I've been able to be a part of this journey, to be able to have my eyes open, to be able to change, to be able to see my Savior in such a deep way. He has been my personal friend for such a long time. I love him so much and it's because of the hard, because of everything that I've had to trudge through and walk through and all the pain and all the 
sorrow and everything that has bent me on my knees over and over and over again. It is what has pushed me into the scriptures. It has pushed me to become more than I ever thought I could be. Like I remember so many days I would be down on my knees and I would say, Heavenly Father, this is so big. This is so big and it's bigger than me. I am not capable of doing this. And just thoughts that I got was just, I am not leaving you and you are not doing this on your own. I'm right here and I will carry it and I will carry it right with you. And he has, he's carried every single day with me. I have not been alone. And yeah, it's been ugly. It's been messy. It's not been fun. And honestly, I wouldn't wish it upon anybody. But I also realized that God believes in me as an individual. And he believes that I can help his child find his way back to the Savior. And so I love how you guys talk about standing by the tree, because really, Lehi stood by this tree, and he never let go. And he beckoned to his children to come and he called and he called and he called and he invited and guys like yesterday I know I need to probably wrap up but you guys probably need me to like but yesterday when I was um, praying for each of you mothers because I don't know you and I don't know your story but I love you because we're all in this together and we're all fighting a battle that is hard really hard and I love you and I feel like you are the most courageous women in the world. You guys get up every single day and stare the heart in the face and you continue to go forward with hope and with courage to go and say, no, I'm not going to let you take me down today. I'm not going to let you beat me. And I love that we are all in this together as mothers fighting this battle together. And yes, did I make mistakes as parent? Yes, I did. I was 22 years old when I had a baby. I was, I made mistakes. But the biggest thing that I have learned is I'm not going to beat myself about that. I'm just not. I'm not. That would be Satan to tell me. Yeah. And guess what? I could give you a list. And if you want to call me and we talk privately, I'll give you my list of imperfections. I've got I've got a list a mile long, you know? Yes. But guess what? I was learning, too. And I was growing, too. And um, yesterday, as I prayed about what to share and well this whole last week and stuff since BJ invited me to do this but yesterday the impression that I got was mostly this the only thing that I care that these women learn at all from this is how much I love them Heavenly Father loves all of us he is so proud of us he does not expect us to be perfect Actually, those stories aren't fun. <laughs> They're not fun to read all about perfect people. It's more interesting to read about imperfect people who still make it and fight and are still doing, are still in it with us, right? Those are the stories we love. Heavenly Father just loves us. In all our imperfect perfections, he loves us all. And he's just so proud of us. He is so proud of us mothers for the courage and the faith that we continue to point our children to the Savior and that we keep going forward. And I just testify of the Savior. 
I want you to know that he is real, that he never abandons us in this time. I had times I questioned that. I did. I was like, Heavenly Father, I don't know if you're really seeing this mess that's going on. And I don't know if you really are there. But then I would get constant reassurances that he was there little things we call them breadcrumbs of hope like you know like the Hansel and Gretel and they were small things but I kept this when I was losing kind of some hope I kept this um, hope journal it's this is nothing fancy but I would write every single day and I would just like draw pictures or just find things that like were hopeful and I would try to find all the good things all my little breadcrumbs of hope that were coming in my life and instead of focusing on all the, the bad that was happening I started to write all of the beautiful things that Heavenly Father did for me that day a bird singing in the tree you know right up by my room or just whatever it just was all the beautiful things that made joy come into my life I want you to know this I have many of these journals I'm just showing you a few but as I did that I started to see that Heavenly Father was with me every second every hour every minute he was with me but sometimes I was so hyper focused on the problem that I was losing all sight of all the beautiful that was around me and I was like letting one thing, one thing steal all the joy, all the happiness of life. And I had to like reroute myself and start focusing on all the many beautiful things and not let this one piece steal all the good of my life. I'm not, I still have my days. And I want you to know it's okay to cry. I used to ask that all the time. I would say, is it okay to cry? Because I thought crying equaled like faithlessness or something like that. That's a bunch of hooey. <laughs> like, don't even believe that stuff, okay? Crying means that you love so deeply, that you love and that you care. And it doesn't mean lack of faith or lack of anything. It just means that you love with an endless love, just the way that the Savior does for your children. I am so very grateful I've had this chance to be with all of you women today. This is just a small snippet, and I hope it might help just in a small way to provide a little bit of comfort and hope and just that we're all in it together and we're all fighting a battle. But I love each one of you for just getting up every day and trying again. And I do want to tell you guys how much the Savior really is a part of our life and love your children. I think that's even if they're not perfect. The relationship with your child is more important than having a desired outcome. I have, my son calls me on his way to work. He calls me at lunch and he calls me on his way home. I feel like that is more important to me to have a relationship with him than um, having the desire that I want. Because if I don't have a relationship with him, I have no chance. I have no chance to inspire him in any other way. So just continue to love the best that you know how to love. And even if it's in, imperfectly at first, it grows and it becomes more. Anyway, I love you all. I thank you for giving me this opportunity. I think this is such a beautiful 
a beautiful place to come and share and just gain strength from one another. And thank you. I hope you have a wonderful day today. Thank you, BJ. And thank you, Karen. Jessica, thank you. We love you too. Truly, you have been so validating and kind to us. Thank you. I'm just so grateful for the things that you've shared. You've just been so beautiful at pointing us to the Savior and helping us to see more of what's true in our messes. So thank you so much. So beautiful. Ladies, we're going to transition right now into a share your takeaways, ask a question, maybe relate to some things that you've heard Jessica share. And Jessica's going to facilitate that part of our meeting. I'll be here to support that. But I just, your questions are for Jessica or your sharing is to relate to what she's shared with us. Helpful and healing when we are trying to see our messes as things that have beautiful messages in them and miracles right along the way. So yeah. And then at the end, when we're done with our little sharing time, we'll just give you some information about what to expect for the rest of our stay by the tree messages of hope for moms. So we have two more weeks to go, but oh, what a wonderful gift for you to kick us off. Jessica, thank you. What's on your mind and what are some things that you'd like to ask or share? Thank you so much. You're on. Oh, Jessica, my heart just went out to you. I just was so touched by so many things that you said, and I could relate to so many things that you said and, you know, yearning for the Lord to to give you that peace and to give you that comfort. And I just want you to know that I echo, Karen, we love you and we love your story. And I I love that the reminder that you gave us that if everything was perfect, what a boring story that would be. And, and you know what, if you, if you came and told us a perfect story, I wouldn't, I wouldn't relate. And I wouldn't feel like you understood me. And I, I feel drawn to you. I mean, I want to come visit you. <laughs> I, I just thought, man, I would love to be walking partners with her. Well, let's do it. <laughs> and I just, I loved the way you started out with Langley's plane, why it didn't fly, you know, because it needed to be tested in the wind. And, and what a beautiful reminder that, that there's a purpose in the wind, you know, that it, that it helps us to learn and to, and, and like you said, you, you were drawn to the scriptures, you were drawn to the Savior in those moments. And I have felt that same feeling. And I just wanted to tell you, thank you so much for sharing your heart with us. And, and thank you for being vulnerable with us because we feel like-minded, you know, with you. And we feel like we could just wrap our arms around you and just hug you. So thank you so much. I feel your hug and I need it because we all need them, right? And we all need them. <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you. And thank you for expressing your love for the Savior. That's just so beautiful. And the and and I loved your thought about, you know, the, the clay. Oh, my goodness. Because I have so many times prayed, please help me see this the way you would see this. And it is through those hard things that we that we learn to see differently. And I doubt that was just so profound. There were so many profound things that you said and about 
focusing on all the things that are going right and, and remembering that they're redeemable. Oh my goodness. So many things that you said, I just loved every bit of it. Well, I am glad. I'm glad because I've been nervous. I've been nervous. I wanted to make sure I said something that maybe could help. <laughs> so thank you. thank you. Thank you. It did. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. So good. And you know what, one of the things we love to notice here at Mothers Who Know is that in any of our meetings, we do a lot of sharing at the end or the beginning or all of it, uh, because it's so wonderful to hear what just said, and this and that, you know, just pointing out again, because it helps us all to, to remember and to notice our own personal revelation as she points out again, as a second witness, something she loved that you said. So thanks for that. Thank you, Jessica. I really appreciate your your preparation and just your pure heart. Thanks for coming and sharing today. A couple of things. I also loved just that little insight about the blind man. And I put on there, the Savior put muck or mud on his eye help him to see, but, and how, how we have to go through hard things. So thank you for that. But I loved also that you said, don't put bookends on the, I think in our world, it's so easy to, like you were talking about the outcomes, like we're, especially where we, our society is so focused on those outcomes. And so I really like, I feel like that goes along with the a positive relationship is more important than a desired outcome. That's really important because I guess I have a son struggling and, and you just, I, I want to make it so he doesn't get burned, but he does. He just has to get burned. So, but I thought that was great. And then I also really loved the, that we get to know the savior better through the hard things. And that just reminds me of sister Johnson's talk about letting, letting God write our story and the savior be there in our story and uh, molding that and shaping that so that we have a, a glorious ending, which we know we will. Mm -hmm. We just have to work on the plot line and we're working towards the climax, right? We're in the middle messy we're in the, of the story. Yep, we're, right? in the, we're in the, we're in the, the development <laughs> phase of, of the, of the story. So I think with the doctrine and covenants, this, this week in about, you know, the, the revelation about baptisms for the dead and, and just the mercy of God. And even after people have died to give them still another chance, still another chance, even after you've died, even after you rejected God and the savior here on this earth, you still can have another opportunity when you die that he sends messengers to spirit present to teach the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And that's so hopeful for me, that incredible mercy and love of God. It is a beautiful thing because that's really, and that's what Heavenly Father wants us to remember. That's the hope. And the other, when we feel like there is no hope, that's not coming from the right source. Uh, anything, this is like something that I live by. Anything that brings discouragement, fear, doubt, or any of those type of negative feelings, I just immediately try to dismiss them. And anything that brings me hope, comfort, peace, love, that's all coming from the Savior. And so I try to live my life by that. I try not to let fear control my, my everything. You know, I try to push fear away because that's not coming from the Savior. Hope 
comes from the savior. Joy comes from the savior. Love, you know, peace. That's all from the savior. Anything that makes us feel good inside, that's the savior speaking to us. And the other sources we can just dismiss because it's from the wrong places. So good. Okay. So yeah. What else is on your mind, ladies, in your heart? Anything else? Thank you. I'm not sure I can share. Um, we've had three kids come home early from missions for different reasons, but still, I just think a kid coming home early, they feel like a failure and lack of, I mean, each child has had a really unique mission after they get home. My first son crashed and burned, but my second son served a service mission and actually worked with some brethren in Salt Lake about how to handle anxiety and depression while they're on their mission, when to, when the mission presence should jump in and kind of had to deal with that. And then my daughter just came home again, health reasons, but she just attended a meeting and it included nine state presidents, the regional, what do you call them? I can't remember, Area 3070 and the mission president and our temple president. And they just asked her questions. They said, what can we do differently for the service missionaries? And what, what do you feel and what do you do? And just so much. I just feel like this church is doing so much so that they don't do what your son did. They just feel like such a failure. Mm -hmm. And... You know, this is many years ago that our first one came home. And I think, cross my fingers, that there's a possibility he'll be able to go back to the temple a little bit here. So there is hope. And we, you do, you just love him no matter what. But I don't know that there's a, anything harder. And I haven't lost a spouse. I lost my father, but I haven't lost a spouse or a child. But the, the struggles of your own children, it's just so hard. And that's why this class is so helpful. Because you realize, you know, kids struggle and we still love them and the Lord still loves us. And anyway, just touched by your remarks and could relate. Thank you. Thank you. And I need moms like you. I do because I'm still going through and we all are going to face other things along the way. And guess what? I got five more. So I, I, I don't know what's coming for me. <laughs> Yeah, I was just going to say, raise your hand if you think Jessica should just start joining us every week. <laughs> oh, good. Let's see. Anybody else? I'm just, let's see. BJ, do you see anything I'm missing? I don't see anything, but I'm trying to sneak one last question in here. <laughs> we just, Jess, just love your good heart. You just, um, more than you know, just your behind the scenes goodness. You know, we're seeing some of her on this, on the stage goodness, but lots of her goodness is behind the scenes. And some of that has been phone calls with me, you know, hours and hours, you know, uh, and I just appreciate that. But if you, you wouldn't mind just spending just a minute, just touching on the, the Guillaume Bray, just something that you have, that has, that's a, that's a big, been a big thing in your life. And just, would you mind just touching on maybe something that you've um, learned from that or, cause lots of these mamas are also have physical things that are, have shown up on their porch. And anyway, just, can you just share mm -hmm. just a thought or two on that? So I don't know if any of you, but if you guys know much about Guillain-Barre, but what it does, it's an autoimmune. So obviously nobody knows what <laughs> 
<laughs> where it comes from, which lucky me anyway, but, but it takes the myelin sheath off of your nerves and it affects your nerves. So then it just feels like you're being electrocuted and then it just takes all of um, your muscle strength. And so for a while there, I, I've had it a couple times it's come, but I, it creates it so that I've been in a wheelchair and I can't walk. And I've also had to have like my sister feed me and things like that. It paralyzes you a little bit. And then anyway, and they, there's really not a treatment. They give you IVIG treatments, which is other people's immune system, you know, immunoglobin, which fights against my own immune system. And I don't know, it has a weird, like, but the first time I went through, it, it took me about six months to regain my, to regain my, my walking and everything. And, and in that process again, like I just, I, I have to be honest, like, you're going to think I'm a crazy person, but, um, but I am so grateful. I know that sounds, but I have learned who my savior is in these processes. And every single time, like these things happen to me, they are hard, like they are hard, but I have come to know my savior. And I have realized that through these little things, which they're not little, they aren't, <laughs> they're big, <laughs> but they, but they have given me an opportunity to see the savior differently. And I have felt him differently and he has come and like, I have felt him and I cannot deny him through just so many of these struggles. But also I found a lot about Jessica. I've found a lot about myself and I've also found out that I'm a little bit stronger than I ever thought I was, you know, <laughs> and it's that quote, like Abraham had to learn about Abraham, right? It's like, I've had to learn who Jessica really is, but also in that process, I have linked myself to the savior in such a way. I couldn't know him without these experiences. I really couldn't. And I, I am in my, my pain and in my sorrow and everything I've called out to my heavenly father so much. And I have found him. And honestly, what, what a small price to pay to know him is what I have come to realize. It is a very small price to pay to have that beautiful gift. And I really love my savior. I cling to him so much. I couldn't do it without him. I really couldn't. I have been through physical. I've been through emotional. <laughs> I've been through so much pain, <laughs> but that pain has seared my testimony of this savior. And it is seared on my heart and my mind. So that, that's just a small little bit on that. Thank you, Jess. Yeah, so good. When I have to just bring up something I really appreciated that you said was how your son has to go through his journey in his way. And that when you were being overwhelmed with the discouragement of why would you do it like that? That's not a safe way. That's not a happy way. That's not a good way. That's where so much of our pain comes from because we can see, you know, that's just not even wise. What? And, and you're, you like were raised in this house by me, like, <laughs> you know, you know, not to do that, or, you know, you know, why we don't do that or whatever. So to see that unravel and unfold and when our hearts and our own personal desire and love for the savior and all those things are behind it. And then to watch them do their journey their own way. I just loved that you said he's also writing his story and that he is redeemable. All things are redeemable because of the savior. And then also that you had 
something simple that was a daily practice that you were using your agency to ask your brain, ask your heart to find hope. Because a lot of times I think we just think it's going to come and hit us in the side of the head. Do you know what I mean? There's the hope. It just finally came. But you have a practice that you shared with us that helps us to know whether that's something we would try, just what you did, or something of our own that speaks to us personally in our journey to just focus on what's going right or what can bring us hope. The little teeny tiny evidences of that, that just was so helpful. Well, also we don't know, and this is what I have to remember. I don't know my son's mission in life. I don't. And I don't know what his story is going to do eventually for other people along the way. And just like right now, I went through a really hard thing, but I'm able to, you know, be here maybe to help one person or I don't know, but I don't know what his story is going to eventually do to maybe, to maybe bless other people's lives who maybe find themselves in a bad place. And you just, you don't know the outcome. You don't know the rest. And, but Heavenly Father does. And so we just, we just stay on the path and keep going, keep going. So good. All right. I'm just going to ask Jessica, if that's what she would just share with us, her own final message of hope. You gave us like a whole big swimming pool (laughs) of hope. So thank you for that. But yeah, I'm just going to let you leave with, leave us with your message of hope for all of us. And then I'm going to share a screen. So BJ can tell us what's coming up next. Really on the last just um, thing is just be kind to yourselves as moms, be kind. Um, You guys are all beautiful. You are. And um, just be kind. Don't allow yourself to be torn down by negativity or anything else you're doing such a beautiful job and and just I don't know just turn to the savior hold on to him don't let go it's easy sometimes to start questioning and finding you know doubts and whatever but try not to stay there you know try to go back to the arena of truth that you've always known and stay in it and even when the mud is thick up to your thighs keep lifting your boots out and keep going and keep pulling them up and keep going again because eventually the mud does dry up and you're walking on solid ground again and even though like even though our journey isn't finished and we're still in the process I love life I love life. It is so beautiful. And I love watching this whole process unfold. I love what it's doing for myself. I love what it's doing for my family. I love how we are growing and we are overcoming, kind of bumping along, but and it's not perfect. It's kind of ugly, but we are doing it together. And I love that we're doing this together. I love it. I don't know. So just love your messy, (laughs) love your family, love them, love them. They're just beautiful people who are just trying to figure it out as well as all of us. Right. Mm -hmm. And so just love them, love them in the process and just create an environment that they want to love, come home to. And just where they want to be. I I try not to nitpick all the things 
that aren't, aren't that I want to change. I, I really like to do that, but I don't. I try not to. I hold myself back. Just embrace them as people and just of children of our Heavenly Father and embrace yourselves. Anyway, and that's pretty much all. Just embrace yourselves, love yourself, and find all the good that you're doing. Don't focus on all the bad things because Heavenly Father doesn't. Thank you, Miss Jess. Just love you. We want to just share briefly as we're ending, just we have, we have two more guests coming. And so this is just our, our three week mom to mom, heart to heart. And oh gosh, moms have great things to, to share as we, like we say, revelation is scattered among us, but not if nobody opens their mouth ever. And so thanks for doing that today for us. Just thank you all for being here. Thanks, my sweet friend, Jess. Love you so much and appreciate your input in the chat, moms, your kind thoughts and then the things that you shared out loud. Yeah, and just good to know in our meetings here, we kind of talk about how see you at a certain time, see you at this meeting kind of a thing. Everything that we have at Mothers You Know is also recorded. So you don't have to have a schedule that fits our meetings. So we have a lot of women that just can access our recordings and um, you can find those under our training and support tab as well. Right. Oh, and good, good point, Karen. Just one last thing. I noticed in the chat, somebody was saying, how can we listen to this again? Oh, totally. <laughs> so we're going to just put this, we just like to put these um, recordings right on our um, mothers who know podcast. And you can just find that at mothers who know.org. You just go there and then, and it would be under podcast or blog, and you'll be able to, to listen to it again. Cause I definitely am going to do the same. So thanks for the question. Thank you again, Jessica, again, all our love to you. And thanks for sharing yours with us. Thank you for letting me be here. Thank you. you guys. Uh, love you ladies. Bye. Thank you for being with us today. Warrior moms. I invite you to make a donation at the top of our website, mothersyouknow.org. Any amount you can afford today will help us keep Mothers Who Know services free for all moms. Thank you so much for your generosity. Moms, remember your divine identity and great worth. Continue in your courageous efforts to support God's great work. Notice the miracles you see every day, the evidence of the Savior's love and mercy. Find the message in your message. Reach out and share the principles you learn in Mothers You Know with other mothers. You are God's secret weapon for good in this world. Finally, a few pieces of information for you. I recommend a few other podcast channels to listen to. Like Dragons Do They Fight podcast, that includes interviews and stories with those that have struggled and overcome something in their life. And... The Eternal Warriors podcast, hosted by two YSA young men who share their story, teach valuable lessons, and interview special guests. You can follow us on our social media pages on Facebook under MothersYouKnow.lcs or search for Mothers You Know, and on Instagram, username at Mothers underscore Who Know. Last, if you would like additional support and training, Please go to mompowertraining.com to sign up for the next eight-week mom power training class for all moms. You can also go to the Mothers You Know website at mothersyouknow.org or our parent company, Life Changing Services, at lifechangingservices.org to learn more about our excellent services to support you and your loved ones. Thank you so much for listening today. 
please feel free to email me anytime with questions or to set up a complimentary 30-minute appointment to visit. Please email me at mothersyouknow at lifechangingservices.org. Looking forward to hearing from you amazing moms. See you next time.